Hello Cryptonauts, today is October 15th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 largest gainers and losers in crypto. Starting off with the top gainer, number 1, CB Dow, up by 1060 Second place, Starbase with 718.2% gain. Third place, BitSu with 604.2% gain. Uh, Fourth place, 1 million token with 423% gain. Fifth place, Global Boost Y with 297.8% gain. Sixth place, uh, Referem? Referem? with 148.7% gain. 7th place, LCG, with 107.7% gain. 8th place, Inc., with 104% gain. 9th place, Cash Bet Coin, with 66.9% gain. And 10th place, IP Chain, with 60.7% gain. Alright, top losers, with Culture Ticket Chain, with 72.6% loss. Second place, uh, Deviant Coin with 54.8% loss. Third place, Pofid Dow with 50% loss. Fourth place, HOQU with 49.7% loss. Fifth place, Bitball Treasure with 48.4% loss. Sixth place, MVL with 48.2% loss. Seventh place, APE Coin with 46.2% loss. 8th place, Block Max with 43.3% loss. 9th place, Chart X with 42.9% loss. And 10th place, Jetcoin with 41.6% loss. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 gainers and losers. Your overall total market cap is at $364.1 billion, up by 0.2%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. Banks and bailouts stifle Wall Street while investors await Filecoin launch. Stocks saw a second day of losses as a pincer movement of poor quarterly earnings reported and a lack of clarity over U.S. stimulus squeezed prices. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slumped by 0.6%, while the S&P 500 index fell 0.7%. The Nasdaq Composite was also closing 0.8% lower. The reason? Banks and bailouts. Wells Fargo, the world's fourth largest bank's profit, was less than half of the same period last year. What? And Bank of America posted a drop in revenue 
and weaker sales, which comes after J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup also posted lackluster results. Morgan Stanley, Walgreens, and Charles, Charles Schwab are due to report results today. The government, meanwhile, continued to send mixed messages over the possibility of a bailout before the election. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said achieving a deal before the November election would be difficult. This is despite a spokesperson from Nancy Pelosi's team calling the most recent discussion productive. Talks are set to continue today. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good for the market, so maybe it's time to start taking your moolah out of the market. Maybe putting it into crypto. Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Mount Gox's $1.5 billion rehabilitation plan delayed again. Ah, oh, man. Bitcoin exchange Mount Gox has received a two-month extension on its $1.7 billion rehabilitation plan planned by the order of a top Tokyo Corp this morning. As per official statement, uh, the move is the latest in a long series of delays. The Tokyo District Court issued an order to extend the submission deadline for the re- rehabilitation plan to December 15, 2020, said Mount Gox trustee uh, Nobukai Kobayashi. He added the rehabilitation trustee is currently formulating the rehabilitation plan, but as there are matters that require closer examination with regards to the rehabilitation plan, it has become necessary to extend the submission deadline. Really? Again? I mean, this should have been dealt with years ago. The now defunct Mt. Gox, once the world's top crypto exchange that handled over 70% of all Bitcoin transactions in its early days, was attacked by hackers in early 2014 and lost an estimated 740,000 Bitcoin at the time. The hack was the biggest of the many attacks on the exchange in three years, 2010 through 2013. However, the stolen loot, 100,000 Bitcoin, was found in an old Mt. Gox wallet recovered in the months after marking the start of a multi-year court battle between Mt. Gox and its creditors to receive a settlement on behalf of the lost funds they had entrusted the exchange with. Well, that's a big difference from 100,000 Bitcoin to 740,000 Bitcoin. I mean, that's... (sighs) I mean, if that was me, I would feel really sour about that. Good thing I never got into Mount, Mount Gox. I was just a little, little bit later than Mount Gox when I started getting into it. Uh, all right, next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Bitcoin is getting two major improvements in historic code update. The much-awaited Schnorr and Taproot proposals were implemented to Bitcoin Core earlier today, as per commit history available on open-source platform GitHub. When activated. They will bring about better transactional capabilities to Bitcoin while increasing the network's privacy features. The update's pull request, which invites Bitcoin developers to review code before it is fully released, was first posted in September by Bitcoin developer Peter Woolley and has since undergone over a month of testing. The Taproot proposal uh, alone saw over 150 developers reviewing the code. Schnorr Signature and Taproot, formerly the, the Bitcoin Improvement Proposal, BIP 340 and 341, are two of the biggest changes to Bitcoin since the activation of Segregated Witness, an implementation which increased Bitcoin's block size limit to, in 2017. Schnorr itself is based on the SegWit mechanism. The, active, the activation mechanism for the three BIPs 
have not been decided yet. Depending on the mechanism chosen, it might take some time, perhaps a year, before the code is activated. Schnorr is an alternative to Bitcoin's current multi-signature wallet mechanism, which, as the name suggests, uses multi multiple private keys to facilitate a transaction from a Bitcoin wallet. However, the Schnorr update combines multiple keys to a single key which a user transacts using Schnorr. This significantly reduces the data size of multi-sig payments and helps decongest the network. Taproot takes Schnorr further by introducing a new transaction output version and new way of users to define conditions for when they spend Bitcoin, with one advantage that they even allow users under very certain conditions to regain access to the lost coins. This improves the flexibility of Bitcoin as a monetary network. The feature of Schnorr and Taproot are help helpful for users with complex spending policies which typically control huge funds such as crypto exchanges. The Bitcoin network rarely undergoes such big changes but this shows that while the network is progressing slowly it's still innovating. It's been actually a few years, uh, let me see, it's been uh, like two or three years since I've heard of uh, Schnorr and Taproot and when those things came out. Uh, when they start talking about that stuff and I start looking into it, I think uh, Andreas Antonopoulos um, really got me into that when I was watching his YouTube channel and I was like, dude, this is going to be so cool when it comes out. I think another one that he had on there was uh, was one called Bulletproof. That's something to check out. Another one was, uh, uh, what was it? Um, there's, there's a couple more that you got to check out. I, I can't remember the, off the top of my head right now. Um, what was it called? Man, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, it's those, it's those Sentinels. Uh, I think it was called Sentinels. <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking of Matrix. I'm like, what are those? What are those squids called? Sentinels. I think there was another protocol called Sentinel um, that, that was coming out. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I was like, come on, I know the name of it. <laughs> Matrix. All right. Next news written by Liam Frost. Ethereum's DeFi is nearing 2017 ICO boom levels, says Etoro. Um, <clears throat> social trading platform eToro saw a big shift towards altcoin trading in Q3 2020. While Bitcoin lost nearly 40% of global trading volume on the exchange according to its quarterly report published on October 14th, per the report quarterly, quarterly global altcoin trading volumes grew significantly across the board. For example, among eToro's top, top 10 cryptos, Binance Coin and Tezos uh, were traded 46% and 37% more in Q3 respectively. While still positive, this is actually the lowest resulting among the top coins. Trading volumes of Ethereum and Cardano both increased by roughly 90% on eToro's Q3. In their turn, Tron, NEO, and EOS global trading volumes surged by 203%, 153%, and 175% respectively. In comparison, Bitcoin is the only crypto in eToro's top 10 that saw a decline in its global trading volume, losing 38%. Wow. Wow, really now? Well, 38% is a big chunk in loss. If that was me, I would be buying up that Bitcoin. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, next news written by Will Heisman. EOS Developers is providing enterprise blockchain services. Uh, Block.1, developer of the EOS.io software that drives 
The EOS blockchain has launched EOS IO for Business, a suite of enterprise offerings that allows organizations to better integrate blockchain technology. The offering comprises four models to help business build and maintain blockchain-based infrastructure. These include blockchain as a service, consulting, technical support, and training and certification programs. Despite knowing the inherent benefits that blockchain will deliver to the business operation, many in-house product engineer teams are wary of the complexity involved in setting up and administering their own blockchain, said Block.1 Chief Operating Officer Ted Cajal. Our EOS IO for business customers will be able to work directly with EOS IO experts to ensure that their implementations seamlessly integrate with existing technology, and they will also have exclusive access to the newest EOS IO features and upgrades, Kahala added. Okay, cool. Next news, written by Will Heisman. You can now trade turbo Bitcoin derivatives. Hmm. Crypto derivatives platform Delta Exchange today launched Bitcoin Turbo Options, a twist on the traditional derivatives. These offer up to 200 times leverage and enable traders to sell the option once a price barrier is hit. In the traditional markets, Turbo Options have become widely successful because they provide traders with a way to capture the upside in underlying assets as fractional risk, said uh, Pankaj Balani, CEO of Delta Exchange. By introducing these new exotic options to the crypto industry, we expect to drive increased open interest and participation in Bitcoin options trading. Options are essentially a type of future contracts that provide traders the opportunity, but not the obligation, to buy or sell in underlying assets at a predetermined price on the pre-agreed date. Not unlike traditional Bitcoin futures contracts, options are most often used as a hedging device allowing traders to minimize risk while making a bet on the future price of the asset. Turbo options, meanwhile, turn up the heat on traditional options by appending appending additional leverage and offering a stop loss to minimize uh, drawdowns. All right, next news, written by Shayua Malwa. FCA regulated crypto exchange raises $8 million in seed round. Archex, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange, has finished an $8 million seed round from a range of crypto-focused ventures, capital firms, and trading firms, per a release shared with Decrypt. The firm was initially targeting a $5 million raise. The round included CryptoQuaint trading from uh, um, Alameda Research and CryptoVC's um, Amnes Venture, Hudson Capital, Bridgetown, Bridge Tower Capital, Coin Fund, among others. Okay, anyways, next news, written by Liam Frost. Tokenized Bitcoin is coming to Polkadot in Q1 2021. Blockchain interoperability projects Polkadot has announced that its cross-chain bridge to Bitcoin will go live in the first quarter of 2021. This will allow users to tokenize and transact their BTC as Polkadot BTC on decentralized finance platforms. Developed by Interlay with the support of Parity Technologies and funded by the Web3 Foundation, the official trusts Bitcoin Polkadot Bridge will help bootstrap Polkadot's young DeFi ecosystem, said the announcement. Tokenized Bitcoin, such as Bitcoin's WBTC, for example, allows users to transfer their BTC outside of the coin's native blockchain. To do this, a copy is created on other chains while the real Bitcoin gets locked via smart contracts. When a user retrieves their BTC back to the Bitcoin blockchain, 
the corresponding tokenized version of it gets destroyed, burned. Alright. Next news written by Scott Chaplina. How much Bitcoin does it take to break into the 1% club? Okay, that's a good question. Since the creation just over a decade ago, decade, decade ago, Bitcoin's price has risen far and fast, becoming one of the best performing assets in recent years. That's naturally led to the curiosity among owners of the cryptocurrency. How much Bitcoin do you need to have stashed away to be considered a substantial holder? One yardstick by which this can be measured is the 1% club. That is, someone in the top 1% of Bitcoin holders worldwide. Of course, pinning down exactly what that means can be a challenge. Figures cited, uh, figures cited range from as low as 0.28 Bitcoin to 15 Bitcoin. In February 2002, Jake Levinson, an analyst for BlockWorks Group, tweeted that if you own 0.28 BTC, you're statistically guaranteed to be in the richest 1% of the world in BTC terms. Levinson's reasoning is that if you own 0.28 BTC, only 1% of the world will ever be able to own more than you. The rationale behind the figure as former group product uh, Director Steve Lee, Steve Lee tweeted in 2018 is that if you divide Bitcoin's 21 million hard cap by 1% of the, of the, of the then-current world population of 7.5 billion, you get 0.28. Of course, that doesn't take into account that not all 21 billion have been mined yet, or in fact, there are millions of lost Bitcoin that skew the figure, or the fact that Bitcoin isn't evenly distributed among addresses. Well, there you go. Now you know. 0.28 BTC. There you go. Stack your sats. Stack your sats. You want to be part of the 1%? Stack them. I mean, I'm telling you, buy them. Buy a 10, 20, $100, $1,000, whatever you got. Put it in little by little and stack those sats. Buy your Bitcoin. You know. Now you can buy it directly from uh, from Celsius Network. That is amazing. I, I started using, I started buying, buying it within the Celsius Network. Um, it's easy. But what I did notice is that it takes time for ACH to clear, and obviously because ACH is what it is, it takes a while for for that transaction to clear, right? They got to wait the five to ten business days, whatever it is, for uh, for the transaction to clear. But the good thing is that I don't, I'm not like buying it from a different exchange and then transferring transferring it over to Celsius and then being charged that trans that 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 transaction fee to move it over, right? I'm I'm buying it directly within the app. And they only charge you one percent per transaction, so that's that's very affordable. That's very affordable. I'm telling you, that's affordable, right? Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. And on top of that, it's already there, so I'm just gonna earn interest once it clears. I'm gonna start earning interest off of that, so I don't have to worry about it. I bought it, and it's gonna stay there. Awesome. Yeah. Next news, written by Will Heisman. The U.S. election results will be published on the blockchain. The Associated Press, an independent global news organization, is teaming up with blockchain-based encyclopedia Evrypedia to publish and distribute the 2020 U.S. election results directly onto a blockchain. The results will be published via Evrypedia, which runs on the EOS blockchain and will make use of another blockchain called Chainlink. AP is the gold standard for in counting the vote in declaring election winners, and we are pleased to work with Everpedia to use our race calls in this innovative way," said Dwayne 
Whoa, that's an interesting last name. Des Desaliner. Desaliner. AP Director of Data Licensing. The AP has been responsible for counting the votes in every U.S. election, including national, state, and local, since 1848. Now, the the history organization is turning to the blockchain and its data oracles to add further transparency and trust to to proceedings. To do so, AP will cryptographically sign data to publish its cryptographic Kia via Everpedia, Chainlink's Power Data Oracle. An oracle connects real-world data such as election results to, to a blockchain. That deserves an applause. Finally, I want that it's only the beginning. They can they can do a lot better than that, but that's that's a start. I'm happy that they're doing that. So that's really cool. Next news written by Robert Stephens. Filecoin launch takes its 2017 ICO investors on a wild ride. Filecoin, the decentralized file sharing protocol, kicked into action today when the blockchain miners finished chipping away at block 148,888. It raised $200 million in an initial coin offering three years ago. Now the file token has gone live and its early investors get to find out if it's all worth it. So how's it going so far? At the moment, the coin's price is highly volatile. The price of a single file coin is $68 per metric site coin market cap, but CoinGecko, another metric site, pegs it to the price of $29. Whoa, that's a big difference. Uniswap puts it at $25.56 and Gemini pegs it to $29. Huh. That's, that's, it's all over the place, huh? Future contracts yesterday predicted the price of file coin would be around $32. At this rate, it's far too early to tell where Filecoin price will land. Most exchanges are still opening up trading for the coin. It costs $70 to place a trade for Filecoin on decentralized exchange Uniswap, who will be one of the major exchanges open trading for Filecoin. It priced the coin at $50. Trade, uh, traders then launched into action and it slipped a little to $46 a few minutes later. Then people really started trading it, and then it spiked to $200, then $205, then back $180, now $220. Wow. Those ICO investors would have made a fortune had it lasted. Now it's back down to $130. Woo boy. The promise of Filecoin, aside from speculation, is decentralized file sharing service. Think Dropbox, but instead of renting out space in a data center, you're encrypting your file and hosting tiny pieces of it on computers all over the world, a kind of reverse BitTorrent. But while the coin only launched about an hour ago, investors are no doubt watching the excitement lodged in their throats with the terror seeping down into their abdomen. Abdomen? Abdomen? Abdomen. 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 Abdomen? Abdomen. Abdomen. Oh my goodness. All right. Next news. Abdomen. <laughs> next news written by Robert Stevens. DeFi yield farm farming meets social tokens on Rally. Rally, a social money platform today, introduced a governance token that, is, that its community can use to decide to vote on the next influencers who's allowed to create a cryptocurrency in their own name. It's also possible to yield farm the token and earn high interest on it. We tokenized people, said Kevin Chu, the founder of Rally. As though that's the most normal thing in the world, he brings to the project 15 years of experience in the video game industry. From 2006 to 2017, Cho ran 
Kamben, uh, Kabam, a mobile gaming company that sold for almost $1 billion in value alongside Rally. Choi Shu is the chairman of Genji, a Korean esport conglomerate and Fort, a blockchain gaming company that together with Ripple devoted $100 million to a blockchain gaming fund. Alright, check out Rally if you want to try to get yourself tokenized. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Coinbase to support Bitcoin developers with new community fund. The San Francisco-based cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase is the latest crypto firm to help support further develop the Bitcoin core codebase and re related projects. Today announced the creation of a new fund and a search for potential grant recipients. The Coinbase Crypto Community Fund aims to further build the crypto industry by supporting the developers who are helping to boost the infrastructure behind it, starting with the Bitcoin Core. The company is currently looking to provide grants to at least two developers and may eventually expand the in initiative beyond the initial focus. Unlike most cryptocurrency projects, Bitcoin launched without a fundraise while bootstrapping an entire industry, writes uh, Manchit. Uh, Manish Guapta, Coinbase EVP of Engineering and a company blog post. The open source community has provided critical support for Bitcoin development with some support from donations from industry organizations and academic institutions. Our goal is to similarly support developers who are committed to growing and maintaining the Bitcoin ecosystem. Coinbase has posted a form that can be used to apply or nominate potential recipients with a short list to be developed by current Bitcoin core contributors and notable community members. According to Gupta's post, the company is looking to provide a year-long grants but is willing to hear proposals for short-term projects as well. Well, there you go. Another reason to check out Coinbase. Another referral code for you there. Check it out. Uh, next news written by Robert Stevens. USDC continues, continues move away from Ethereum, heads to Stellar. USDC, the US dollar peg stablecoin managed by Circle and Coinbase, is coming to the Stellar blockchain, Circle announced today. Circle will add USDC support to Stellar's vast array of products, among them payment tools, infrastructure APIs, and business accounts products. But the first quarter of next year, that means that these businesses can soon start using Stellarized versions of USDC. We are very excited to be able to support businesses and developers in building these financial inclusion solutions through USDC on Stellar in our platform," said Circle in a blog post. The firm encourages Stellar developers to research out, to reach out. The support for Stellar doesn't come from nowhere. Circle has long sought to end its dependence on the Ethereum blockchain. In June, it announced support for the Algorand blockchain. Stellar is a far smaller blockchain than Ethereum, which houses in uh, eponymous, eponymous coin, the second largest by market cap in comparison, Stellar with a market cap of $1.5 billion is a far smaller than Ethereum, which has a market cap of $42 billion. The addition of USDC to Stellar will allow us to continue to expand our global reach in pursuit of this mission while opening up avenues for growth and innovation for the developers and businesses building on the network, said uh, Danelle Dixon, CEO and Executive Director of the Stellar Development Foundation, in a statement. A stablecoin is a cryptocurrency token pegged 
to the real world asset. In this case, USDC is pegged to the US dollar. You give the center's consortium, the, organiz the organization that manages the coin, $1, and it'll give you one USDC token in return. With a market cap of about $2.7 million, USDC is the second largest stablecoin by market capitalization. It, it's dwarfed by Tether's USD, USDT, which has a market cap of $15 billion. Thankfully, both are worth $1. Okay, next news. Written by Robert, no, correction, Jeff Benson. Robinhood hack larger than previously thought, reports. Last week, Bloomberg reported that customers of crypto-friendly brokerage firm Robinhood has been targeted by hackers starting in September. The firm indicated that a limited number of victims had money stolen. According to reporting, reporting today from Bloomberg, citing an anonymous source that the actual number is nearly 2,000 Robinhood market account holders, which one supposes is limited from Robinhood's perspective given that it now has more than 13 million customers. Try telling that to the people who had their accounts looted, though. Robinhood says the hackers were able to target customers by gaining access to their personal email accounts, though not all of its clients agree with this assessment. The company has recommended patrons use two-factor authentication, though some say that didn't help. It's uncertain, then, whether this is an issue of lax personal security or a systematic issues affecting the platform. The company, which is valued at over $11 billion, allows users to trade stakes and cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum via the Robinhood app. Okay, well, I I used to use Robinhood. When it first came out, I was one of the first users that used Robinhood, and um, it was okay. I mean, I, I traded a little bit, made a little bit, made a little profit, and uh, then just jumped out. I just wanted to test it out and just check it out, see how it was, and. I was at the time it was very innovative. I was very I was very amazed at how easy it was and how beautiful the the the, the GUI was. The the, the 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 what is it the the interface. It was so so simple, so visually um, pleasing just to use it and it was so smooth, right? Um, and then but that that's what attracts people. It attracts people to use it. It's just so simple to use, right? Uh, but after I did my trade, I got out of it and um, since then, Robinhood has been hacked on multiple occasions. This is not just the first time it's happened. It's been happening several times. And I'm, I'm honestly very ashamed that Robinhood is still in this debacle. Um, in fact, they should be sued because they, for some reason they can't. They're trying to blame their customers. In fact, I, I, I can't say for certain, but I'm going to say it to them, man. Come on, straight up. How many times does this have to happen over and over and over again? Not to a few select customers, but to a big group. 2,000 people, that's a lot. That's still a lot of people. I don't care what you think. That's a lot of people. All right? That's a big group. And this is not the first time it's happened. It's happened on multiple occasions. So um, that has to be looked into. Uh, so as of right now, I say two thumbs down from Robinhood. I don't trust them. I'll never put my money back into them. That's it. I'm done. Um, luckily, I, I got to, I got a chance to try it at the beginning. I, I don't have it on my phone. I will never ever touch Robinhood ever again after all these hacks that has happened. It, it just even though I didn't go through those bad experiences, this is already bad enough. Just hearing all this news coming out about Robinhood, I don't want nothing to do with it now. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. That was my little rant of the day. Uh, Esport teams to pay FIFA Super Smash Bros players in XRP. 
SBI Esport, the recently established esport team of Japanese financial firm SBI Holdings, announced today that it has signed two professional players to its team and will pay both of them in, in Ripple's XRP's cryptocurrency. The company announced its intentions to pay to pay pro players in XRP in late September via a partnership with SBI VC Trade. SBI's crypto asset sales division, however, the announcement stated that the decision to accept XRP as payment would be up to the individual players. Today, SBI Esport announced its first two signings Super Smash Bros. Ultimate player Kenji Ken Suzuki, known as one of Japan's top pro in the Nintendo Switch fighting game, and FIFA 21 player Subaru Mikey Sangano. Mikey previously competed on behalf of German Soccer Club 1. FC uh, Nuremberg players will be paid in the crypto asset XRP instead of J Japanese yen based on the wishes of the players and the sponsorship contracts with SBI VC Trade Co. Ltd. Reads the announcements on Ken's signing. The XRP element of their contracts was highlighted not only in the team's announcement but also in individual players' tweet, uh, tweets about the signing. That is so so freaking awesome i love it i love it i want to see more of this i want to see this go everywhere you know sign all the gamers all of them worldwide you know hey if you want to be sponsored uh we have a lot of crypto and i want to pay you in crypto absolutely heck yeah 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 i'll do it absolutely pay me in bitcoin next news written by jeff benson john mcafee didn't kill himself he tweeted from jail John McAfee, man, millionaire, and former murder suspect, is tweeting his way through Spanish jail as he awaits possible extradition to the U.S. on charges of tax evasion. The father of the eponymous antivirus software and the P.T. Barnum-like promoter of head-scratcher crypto tokens reported today, know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be, n it will be no fault of mine. What does Jeff John McAfee know that we don't, huh? Jeffrey Epstein was a multi-millionaire financial uh, magnate charged with sex trafficking who was found hanging in a New York City jail cell. So good imagery. Epstein's arrest and subsequent death has been the subject of much conspiracy talk. It spawned the now infamous Epstein didn't kill himself meme, or as Wired phrased it, the memeing the of conspiracy. It's all McAfee's way of saying he's not planning on killing himself soon or something. Janice McAfee, his wife, tweeted earlier in the day to expect direct messages from the living legend, though she didn't say how. Immediately after McAfee's arrest, Janice has tweeted that her husband was with her, but it turned out both accounts are managed by interns. So is John tweeting from Spanish jail while enjoying uh, Palela, Palea, Paella? Or is his intern sipping on Margs on a boat in the Caribbean while asking what would John do? Last week, McAfee reported via Janice's account that he was having a good time in prison given what would probably be considered a four-star Yelp review if not for the murderers. What can, uh, we can wear whatever clothes we want, he wrote. We can smoke and socialize. It's like the Hilton without turned down service. McCaffrey, the Department of Justice, alleges didn't file taxes on his earning from shilling cryptocurrency ICOs 
and illegally routed money through accounts in different names. The Security and Exchange Commission filed a civil suit on October 5th, the same day the DOJ reported his arrest. It says he earned over $23 million from ICO promotions without disclosing that he was paid to promote them. If convicted of criminal charges, McAfee could serve up to 30 years in a U.S. prison, which surely is like the Marriott or at worst, a Best Western. Hmm. All right, well, Mr. John McAfee, I hope uh, nothing goes wrong with you. I, I don't want to see you hang, definitely. Um, you're definitely a, a pretty interesting character. I enjoy listening to you just because you're so entertaining. Um, and I've used your software before, so, yeah. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of sad that this is actually written knowing that there's a there's a possibility it, it is a thought that somebody might cause harm to this man it is a thought that's 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 sad that's really sad <sighs> anyways next news written by robert stevens coinbase pro to list wrapped bitcoin wbtc crypto exchange coinbase today announced that starting monday october 19th it's pro Exchange will support wrapped Bitcoin or WBTC. The San Francisco-based crypto, which operates one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, said that it would accept deposits of a WBTC on Monday from U.S. customers outside of New York State. Trading will commence on or after 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Tuesday, October 20, if liquidity conditions are met. It'll go live with two pairings, WBTC-USD and WBTC-USD. What's the difference? Hold on. Am I not seeing it right? It'll go live with two pairings, WBTC-USD and WBTC-USD. It's the same thing. Why is it saying two pairings? It's only one pair. If liquidity conditions are met, means that Coinbase will only launch the coin if enough people express interest in the coin. Unlike this... It's unlikely this will be a problem for WBTC, a synthetic version of Bitcoin that runs on Ethereum. Right now, there are 105,132 Bitcoin in existence, the equivalent of $1.2 billion. All right, next news. Written by David Jones. Bitcoin trajectory should approach gold-like status report. As the stock market continues on a course of volatility, investors are approaching Bitcoin in a similar way to assets like gold, according to a report by Bloomberg. Based on historical trends, the price of Bitcoin is now on track to reach the $100,000 mark by 2025. The report, the Q4 edition of the Bloomberg Crypto Outlook, shows that Bitcoin is likely to benefit from an increasingly volatile stock market and be treated as a store of value like precious metals. In a year where U.S. equity prices have reached the highest ever market cap versus GDP on the back of the sharpest market cap since the Great Depression, it's logical to expect that most assets to be increasingly subject to a wobbly stock market. The report from Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Commodity Strategist Mike McGlone says, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, $100,000 by 2025? I don't know. I don't know. I can't predict the future. Um, yeah. All I know is that in, 
for me personally, I wanted to go down, just go down in price a little bit more right now, um, because I'm 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 accumulating more and more cash and I'm letting it sit, and I want to buy crypto or I want to buy Bitcoin at a lower price, okay? So hopefully it goes down. <laughs> that's that's what that's that's my gamble right now. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to see it go up to a hundred thousand. Not yet. Wait. Wait till I buy some more. Hold on. Hold on. But I don't want to buy it yet. I want it to go down just a little bit more. Next news written by Alexander Bechrans. Uh, Lido to help stakers secure Ethereum 2.0 without ditching DeFi. What is Lido? Ethereum blockchain users will soon have to choose between staking their ETH to secure the Ethereum 2.0 network, or pursue DeFi yields, or maybe not. A new Medium post released today introduced Lido, a project from non-custodial staking services provider P2P Validator. Ethereum is transitioning from its current proof-of-work network to the proof-of-stake Ethereum 2.0 via phase rollout. Starting with phase 0, it will lock up, lock up users stake, staked ETH for as long as it takes for the next phase in the roll, rollout to be released potentially months or years from now. Such a lockup could be a hard pill to hard pill to swallow for ETH holders who have the alternative in staking instead in DeFi protocols that promise high annual returns on investments without the uncertain withdrawal schedule. There's where Lido comes in. Lido says it will provide staking services for ETH holders so they can contribute to the ETH2 POS blockchain. It will also issue being ETH tokens one-to-one representation of stake ETH so users can continue using DeFi protocols. Well, that sounds nice. I like that. For me, it's honestly, it's scary. It's a, it's a scary thought to stake my ETH um, in, in the DeFi protocol. I, 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 first of all, Ethereum just... From my understanding and experience, the Ethereum code isn't sound. There's always going to be, there's always flaws in it. It's always poorly written. Um, but people don't really care about that. They just want, they just want code to come out fast and quick and have something, something to work on, right? And that's normally what people that work on Ethereum do. Now, to lock up my Ethereum for, there, there is no unlocking time until Ethereum 2.0 is fully released. That's basically what they're saying. So it can take a couple months or just like it's going on now. It's taken, what, three, four, five years for for this particular phase, phase zero to come out. Imagine that. Imagine if you had to leave your Ethereum locked up for five years. The whole world, I mean, the, the, the crypto economy has grown substantially and you could have taken that ride or take a gamble and ride the Ethereum uh, train. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's my two my, that's my two satoshis on that. Next news written by uh, Shuao Kong. OKX suspends withdrawals. Bitcoin drops 2.5 percent on news. Okay, what's going on here? Chinese crypto exchange OKX suspends withdrawals today, apparently because police are talking to key holders. It said in a statement, the company though registered in Malta serves many Chinese retail investors who Obi, Binance and OKX are the three biggest Chinese exchanges. One of our private key holders is currently cooperating with the public with a public security bureau and investigations were required. The company said in its statement. 
In order to act in the best interest of customers and deliver except exceptional long-time customer service, we have decided to suspend digital asset cr cryptocurrencies withdrawals as of October 16, 2011, 11 o'clock, Hong Kong time. We assure that OKX's other functions remain normal and stable and the securities of your assets at the OKX will, will not be effective. Huh. Interesting. And that... That activity made the Bitcoin drop by 2.5%. That's a weird. That's weird. That's that's weird. I, I'm kind of curious why. That's maybe I shouldn't look too much into that. That's that's. But that's weird. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't it doesn't make sense? 2.5% because an exchange decided to halt trading. Hmm. I wonder how much pool um, OKX actually has. Maybe they have a lot of pool. I don't really know. I haven't used OKX, um, so I don't know how many customers they have or how much influence they have in the crypto sphere. Um, in my opinion, as of right now, I, I mean, I haven't heard about them, so I don't think that they have a lot of. I mean, I've heard about them. I just don't see them as the top, top five um, market movers. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure in a couple of days or maybe tomorrow there'll be. Um, some updated information in regards to what's going on. All right, Cryptonauts, that is it. We are done. Wow, that was actually the longest. That was a long recording. It's been a while since I've done a long one like this. I try my best to make it as short as possible, so I just try to read little small snippets of it. Uh, but today there was a lot. There was a lot, a lot, a lot. I don't even know how many there were. There was a lot of articles. Let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There was probably somewhere over 20, maybe 25 articles. That is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Anyways, Cryptonauts, um, check out my further links. Uh, head on over to Discord. Chit chat with me. Um, it's, it's it's nice to, it's really, it's really, it's really, 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 really cool to meet somebody. Um, uh, one of my listeners, one of the Cryptonauts out there. Uh, just chit chat with them. I really like that. It's pretty cool. Um, so with that said, I hope to see you in Discord. And I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.